This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Good risings. I'm Brian, and this is Grateful Grains. Happy Monday. We're spending the rest of 2022, just three more weeks, digging into self-observation, reconnection, and recommitment. The beginning of a new year is traditionally the perfect time to set new goals and make our resolutions, and we're always game for a nice little starting block. But without really doing the work of understanding where and how and why we'd like to adjust, those aspirations tend to fall apart pretty quickly. With just a little bit of extra effort, a little bit of introspection, we can make sure we're choosing the right goals in the first place. This week, we're exploring spiritual awakenings. And it all begins with embracing who we are deep down and freeing ourselves from the things that tend to get in the way. Today, we're unpacking suppressed emotions. Suppressed emotions vary in magnitude. On one end of the spectrum, we have simple restriction, where we might bottle up those everyday frustrations rather than let them fly. On the other end of that spectrum, we might hide aspects of ourselves so deeply that it alters our perception of the world around us. It can wreak havoc on our well-being, stifle our ability to grow, to be vulnerable, and thus to connect. More often than not, in those more debilitating instances of suppressed emotion, shame is the driving force. Shame can come in many shapes and sizes. It can be inflicted upon us, or we can wield it against ourselves. We feel shame for disagreeing. We feel shame for being different. We feel shame for wanting something else. We can feel shame for believing something else. Ultimately, it becomes a major roadblock in our ability to be optimistic or confident and thus see through our goals or growth. There's definitely something to be said for self-control, to know how to pick our arguments, or to allow ourselves time to really consider our reaction before flying off the handle. But withholding emotion is a dangerous tightrope to walk. The key is to cultivate a working knowledge of how to express our emotions in a healthy way that feels natural to us. It starts with acknowledging the difference between feeling an emotion and expressing it. For example, we've discussed the difference between anger and aggression. Anger is an unavoidable human emotion. Every single person feels it. Aggression is the violent expression of that feeling. On the other side of that same token, we have the suppression of anger, which can be just as catastrophic in the long run. It's tough to have a conversation about suppressed emotion without once again touching on the topic of toxic masculinity, which is clearly a hot-button topic these days. At its core, Toxic masculinity is often the result of suppressed emotion in men, as a result of the stigmatization of emotion, or feelings of dissonance with the male role in society, which is generally a devotion to work, pride in excelling at sports, providing for one's family, or having a heteronormative family at all. Those feelings of dissonance, or repressed emotion, bottle up and eventually present as aggression or depression. And as stress, 
It wreaks havoc on our bodies, encumbers our immune system, causes muscle tension, digestive issues, fatigue, sleep problems, and can lead to high blood pressure and cardiovascular disease. The bottom line here is suppressing emotions doesn't work. Countless studies have proven the more we try not to think or feel something, the more likely we are to think or feel it. In fact, some researchers believe that attempts to suppress thoughts and emotions might be the key in some psychological conditions like borderline personality disorder, post-traumatic stress, and OCD. So where do we go from here? Suppression is a coping mechanism we use in order to avoid trauma trauma from the past, or perceived trauma to come. The goal is to help our subconscious self, and maybe our conscious self too, understand that we are not in danger. Our feelings and thoughts can't harm us. We practice bringing awareness to our feelings. Instead of avoiding feelings or pushing them to the side, we check in with ourselves. We inquire within about our state of mind, and we name it specifically. We can use I statements, I feel nervous, I feel uncomfortable, I feel terrified. That said, some people may have trouble naming their emotions. If that's the case, we can try getting specific with colors or find a song that matches the way that we're feeling. Remember, most of us learn to communicate our feelings from a very young age. How emotions were perceived in our childhood home tends to be how we handle ourselves moving forward. If we were mocked or shunned or belittled for feelings, if little value was placed on how we felt, or if our concerns were negated with statements like, you should be grateful, there's likely going to be some reparenting necessary. In these situations, the work may be first accepting that our feelings matter and should be expressed in a healthy way. It's easier said than done, but we have to do our best to let go of judgment. Judgment tends to be one of the very first reasons we begin to suppress our feelings in the first place. Self-judgment. Shame. Fear of other people's perception of us. The bottom line here is we have to practice. We have to remind ourselves over and over again not to criticize ourselves for the way that we feel. Just like every habit, the more we practice, the easier it gets. As we get more comfortable talking to ourselves about our feelings, we might find someone that we trust to start talking to them about it as well. It's baby steps. We might find that the better that we get at naming our feelings, the better we are at knowing healthy ways to express them. Whether it's bringing awareness to them while physically exerting yourself in a fitness class or meditating on them in a yoga practice. Feel your feelings and get familiar with your favorite ways of expressing them when the time calls for it. Know how to best express anger. Know how to best express sadness. Know how to best express joy. Know several ways to engage with each. We have to free ourselves of the fear of other people's perception of us. Shame has no place in our lives. And it's all about being the youest you that you can be. Thanks so much for joining us on Grateful Grains. You can find us on Instagram at Good Risings, or you can find me at B McMuffin. We'll be back again tomorrow for day two of our week, Spiritual Awakening. Until then, remember, a better tomorrow starts with today.
Good Risings is presented by Cavalry Audio. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.